0: So hello and welcome to the 42nd episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Linus Kilius, and with me as always is Aaron Richardson. Hi Linus. Hey, Aaron. How's it going? It's going well. So Aaron is a broker and general manager of Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So every successful real estate agent, new or old, has a solid business foundation upon which they've built their business. This foundation may have been carefully planned and executed when the agent first got into the business, or it may have been carefully curated over time, slowly growing over the course of their career by establishing solid pillars of your business. Any agent will find the path to success in real estate. It doesn't matter if you're fresh to the business or if you've been in the business for 40 years, It always pays to take an introspective look into your business plan on a regular basis and patch it up as needed. So what we're starting today's show is the first part of a multi-show segment on establishing the pillars of your business. We're going to be covering many pillars over the course of many weeks, but before we start talking about the first pillar, Aaron, what are the pillars of your business and why are they important?
1: Uh, pillars uh, have been called many different things, and uh, you know, profit centers. Um, essentially, what it is is uh, an area in which your business is going to come from. And if you're focusing on those areas, taking one step at a time, um, you're able to uh, make the most out of each pillar you're working on. So,
0: when you're talking about these pillars, of your business is very nebulous term. I guess. So, what pillar should we be looking at first then? If if you're getting into real estate.
1: So, regardless of what pillar or profit center um, you're looking um, to sort of focus on, you should always start with your sphere of influence. All right. And can you
0: elaborate on what a sphere of influence sure. is? I know there's a lot of different ways that people call a sphere of influence something. That's
1: so. So the people around you, the people that know you, um, you're especially when you first get into the business, is where you're going to probably find that your your first sale comes from and and subsequent sales because the people that know you, they already trust you, hopefully, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you need to establish those um, uh, relationships and uh, and and make sure you contact them um, all the time and you know just gentle reminders here and there that you are in the business and uh, when the timing is right, they'll uh, give you a call okay so you've got some people that you know now is it just good enough
0: to like how like how do you manage that like what yeah. do you do with the people that you know to create this formal sphere of influence
1: and when you're doing that actually it's it's uh it's a good practice to um spend some really good time sitting down and we're talking everybody you know we're talking doctors lawyers dentists. Um, somebody who looked after your kids when you're younger somebody who knows your friends or your family uh, friends of the family your family other people's family that know you like this is important that if you know them and they know you to add them on the list so make sure that you create the list on some sort of format most people have it on their phones already they just need to kind of wean through the right ones on their phone. I think I have over a thousand people on my phone and I can consider them all my sphere of influence, um, but you do want to manage that sphere. So, you know, really take some time to make sure that your contact or put those people on a list um, and sort of keep it within a, a reasonable range of amount of people, of course.
0: So does Century 21 have any useful tools to to, start putting people onto a list if
1: you've got them on your phone, you want to put them in a place you want to collate them properly? That's the best thing, actually. With Century 21, they do give us a CRM system and uh, we utilize it at our office quite a bit because uh, um, what we teach our agents to do is go on your phone, sit in from your computer, go on Facebook and start entering people into it's called Client Connect and it's on the online office system. Start inputting everybody in there that you think would be perfect to, um, you know, either put on an email drip campaign, definitely a newsletter drip campaign with addresses. Um, but as soon as that list is healthy and uh, you've gone through and put as much information as possible, then you can really start marketing. And uh, that is the key. And, and whether or not you're an existing agent, uh, new agent, uh, or you know, an agent that makes uh, 1.5 million dollars in sales every year, or uh, an agent that's uh, hasn't made any sales. That's what you you always have to have your book of business. I call it book of business um, because uh, you know that's where your majority of the the sales are going to come from initially.
0: Right, so let's say you're you're starting putting in this list of contacts into your CRM system. Maybe it's in Client Connect or maybe somewhere else. Like, is there? a good way to kind of like categorize people like should you have them in tiers or buckets because like you might like you said have a thousand or more people in this list i'm assuming some contacts are more important than others
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, you should be putting them into groups. Um, different people do different uh, groups differently. Um, I like to make sure, for example, that I have the my sphere of influence as one of my groups. And, and I actually uh, divide it up into my sphere of influence for email, which includes everybody because I pretty much have everybody's email address, and then a sphere of influence for my newsletter. And uh, that is people that I have addresses for. And uh, if I have addresses for them, that's a true sphere of influence. So when I talk numbers and ask people how many people are in your sphere of influence, they'll say 550. How many do you have addresses for? Oh, uh, 50? Then you have 50. Because as far as I'm concerned, email and phone, they can be effective. But uh, I mean, if you have their address, chances are that you know a little bit more information about them and they're true friends, true family, like you do know where to get a hold of them or how to drop by and see them. Is there anything else you should be storing as well, other than just like addresses and contact information? Uh, I would start with addresses, contact information. If I can get uh, an agent that's uh, on a plan with me um, to the point of getting an address list together, I'm doing pretty good. Um, we can take that sphere to the next step as soon as we really hone in on the addresses, but any other information, of course, is uh, important. How many kids they have, their names of their kids, birthdays is really a good. Um, so any of that information, just notes last time you talked to them, um, these are the things that we're gonna be working on throughout uh, throughout your career, so it's always building. So I guess it's
0: important then if you are making contact with your sphere of influence in a sort of way phone face to face to try and like update, I guess, their their sphere of influence contact in your system with additional notes. Is that a good practice to constantly keep updating That's- with more and more information? Absolutely.
1: I mean, it's so important. Anytime you're making your phone call, um, Billy's birthday, or maybe Billy won a, a soccer tournament uh, two months ago, and you talked to them about them about it. You know, it's always nice that two months later and you call them, and so, so how's Billy doing in soccer? Is season over? You know, that sort of stuff, and uh, really personal things that, uh, um, you know, your friends... And, and essentially, you want to build those relationships up again. We, we meet pe- people throughout our lives and, and lose contact and lose touch with them. The more people we uh, get back into relationship with and um, show that we care, which we do, we all do. But this is a system that you can really uh, take the productivity productivity of caring to the next level.
0: Oh, for sure. And even just keeping people straight in your head, I imagine could be pretty difficult after a while. Like remembering you don't want to start talking about, you know, their son, Billy, if the son's name's not Billy and he, you know, you're mixing yeah, two right. up. So I could see that becoming very useful, especially when you've got, you know, many hundreds, if not thousands of people on your sphere of influence. So how big should your sphere be? Is it just bigger, better in this case?
1: Um, well, it can be, it just depends on how you manage them. If you're managing them properly, bigger is better. But if you have a bigger sphere of influence and you're not managing properly, you know, if, if, if you can get it down to a manageable level for you, then that could be more productive. I tend to uh, want to get people when they're first starting out to about a hundred people on their sphere of influence. But I've had people sitting across as little as two people because they just moved into the area or to the province, for that matter. Uh, all the way up to uh, recently had somebody with six hundred people on their sphere, and I said, "Wow, you should be making like two million dollars a year based on six, you know, six uh, six hundred people." But he wasn't. Uh, those six hundred weren't being managed properly. So I said, "You know what?" go on there and really see the people that uh, are your, we call them A, Bs, and C clients. And uh, your A clients are going to refer you. Um, they're your biggest voice. Um, and you may have 20, 30 of them. Uh, your B clients, um, you can arrange as being people that will refer you, but they just have to be reminded ever so often. And then the Cs are just people you've done business with. They maybe haven't really been your biggest supporters, but you know, w- would be a potential. Um, of course, Ds are things to move on with. But So if you can get uh, your list, and in this case, the gentleman I sat down with got it to about 250. So I was able to tell him, if you have 250 people, they know you, they like you, they'll do business with you, and you have their address, then we can actually do mathematically an equation that will tell you how much business should come from it. So on your list, Aaron, am I a D?
0: Where where am I on your list right
1: now, <laughs> <laughs> Linus? You'd be an A plus.
0: <laughs> Thanks. That was a bit of a loaded question. So <laughs> you you've been talking about managing your sphere of influence quite a bit. Do you want to elaborate a bit on that? Like what what how do you manage your list and, and turn this list of names, addresses, birthdays, whatever you have,
1: into yeah. business? Yeah. Well, and what I'll do actually is I I use a uh, a business plan that I sort of developed over the years and and help with other agents with, and we can put that as a link, maybe on one of the, uh, on the, on this, um, on, I guess, the spotlight uh, website. Um, But what I do is I have a list of activities um, within my sphere of influence um, that I look at and say, okay, what am I going to budget for? What am I gonna do this year? What is part of my business plan for the next year for my sphere of influence? And, uh, you know, just top of my head, I'm thinking, Uh, Phone calls. First of all, let's start at the most important. Most important thing in a sphere of influence, uh, I believe, is the newsletter. I really believe that that's true because it's been my most effective form of business uh, at any point in time. So have a newsletter sent out monthly, uh, just a nice piece. It doesn't have to be, you know, I I was talking to an agent the other day, he says, you know what, so-and-so sends out all this market information about all the you know prices got up this that statistical stuff i'm like do you really think people care like do you really think that people need to know the numbers every single day or every single month what they care about is just relevant good information fun stuff about real estate maybe related stuff so just have a newsletter sent out monthly now this is a newsletter by mail just make sure that you're actually sending this the old-fashioned way right by canada post to their door okay so that's the first thing uh, second is you should be making a phone call at least uh, once every three months, four times a year, um, and then other things. Pop buys. Um, Brian Buffini talks about pop buys, and or that's what you know he really focuses on. So stopping by their house, obviously, if you have their address, you can stop by, give them a little gift, a little creative marketing thing. Um, it could be events, customer appreci- appreciation events. It could be pumpkins you go buy and at Halloween. It could be um, different things that you'll do throughout the year. Um, birthday cards, calendars, pens. These are all sphere of influence stuff, but make sure you're sending a newsletter and make sure you're contacting them at least, uh, I'd say, at least once every three months.
0: Right? are there, Is there any place you could be doing too much on your sphere of influence? Are there any mistakes that yes. people typically
1: make too? Absolutely. And uh, I tend to find people make mistakes with emails. I think people rely on their email as a form of communication, and I think that's really ineffective. I consider emails, and at the most, 30% effective. That's if everybody who actually sees your email wants to get it, or or, or sees it as a positive thing. Sometimes, uh, if we send them newsletters by emails, they're going to consider them spam, and I don't want to get this email. Stop sending me. I get so many emails. Very few people see it, say that about personalized mail anymore. People love personalized mail. So, if you're sending them uh, cards in the in the mail saying, "Congratulations, Billy, on your." you know, your uh, soccer win uh, and send him a $10 Chuck E. Cheese gift card or something like that to Billy, you know, that's really personable. It's by mail. They'll just freak out over stuff like that. So it's really, really good. They actually, you know, I'm going to mention this. This is new to my pillar um, for sphere of influence is bomb bomb video email. Um, If you're going to send email, send a video, send something that's personalized me to you. You can see me. And, and mention them in the video. Uh congratulations, Billy, on the on the win and I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Just wanted to send you a quick uh, email. By the way, if anybody's you know looking to buy or sell in the next, you don't even have to bring up real estate to be <laughs> honest with you. But um if you do it by video, much more personal.
0: You're really cultivating Bi- Billy as a future contact in like Billy 20 years. Is gonna be, you know, <laughs> he's, he's gonna,
1: gonna
0: love be a, you. <laughs> so yeah how i mean you're talking about video i know whenever we talk about video a lot of agents say i don't really have the technical expertise to do that do you want to talk about how easy it can be if you've got the right thing
1: yeah and and i'm not just i'm not just tooting the bomb bomb horn i think (laughs) Uh, The guys at BombBomb are great, perfect uh, company when it comes to service and and to help you uh, get everything up and going. But we have uh, people using BombBomb right now that are so technology unsavvy that uh, they are just loving it and lapping it up. Because they don't mind getting in front of a camera, um, but they just didn't know how to do it. And they made it so easy with a mobile app just to pop it open, hit record and send. It's it's really that easy. So, um, and, and they've got features that uh, people can use if they're more into the technology and stuff, but you don't have to just, uh, just send a video email. And, uh, my favorite is closing day and, and sending a, you know, an email or a video email on closing day and just anything birthdays, you know, everybody's birthday on Facebook, right? So why not send them a video email just saying happy birthday? I know a lot of people may be
0: camera shy at first but once you do a couple of recordings i'm sure that goes away fairly quickly too i'm sure you've seen that with uh, your agents as well as others too Um, but i remember even just starting this spotlight podcast the first couple of times it's probably a little rough around the edges and you know maybe a little bit of nerves in the belly but as soon as you get get through it you, you get into the groove you get used to doing it almost every week and it becomes a lot easier down the road
1: yeah and linus it's one take we don't uh, stop them you know stop the uh, very often unless there's technical <laughs> issues but we don't stop very often at all i mean um, you just run with it and it's just more personal you know people are they know you're going to kind of you know it's it's actually more human to mm-hmm. see error and uh, they they take it better doesn't have to be perfect okay right, so um
0: if you're looking to expand your sphere Let's say you've got it in a place that you're like, you're managing it well, mm-hmm. but you want to increase your business. Is there any sort of tips or tricks you can talk about other than like organically over time, but like ways to like make this sphere a lot larger or get to the place that you want it to be?
1: I think that's the key is actually to build on the sphere and to manage it uh, uh, monthly. Um, when you first start, it's a daily so it's going to take you a couple of weeks every single day to get everything up and running. Then it's uh, weekly. So once a week, you want to get everything, uh, making sure that uh, things are going out and things are set up. Then you just look at it monthly and and go in and tweak and uh, change people's addresses that they've moved. And hopefully it was with you. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, just the building of it on an, on an ongoing basis. The other things you're going to add in, like when I do a, a first uh, year uh, business plan, I, I, I make sure that I don't, put everything in it you have to really um, get it up and going and move don't move to the second thing until the first thing has been completely in place and it's really tough to get people I guess to that just address list newsletter making the phone calls uh, stage if they get to that stage then I add in stuff like uh, a birthday program um, bomb bomb um you can get as far as there's ways now to do uh, paid advertising for your sphere of influence on Facebook and make sure that they see you on Facebook every time they come up and and uh, stuff like that.
0: All right, before we round out the show, is there anything else you want to talk about regarding the sphere of influence?
1: Yeah. Um... No, I think I've really hit on the one thing I wanted to you know, touch on was what the agent uh, that emailed me last week was talking about with regards to, you know, why can't uh, uh, the newsletter be more um, about all this uh, industry stuff, right? Why can't we get all the stats and weeklies and all the things about um, the neighborhood? And I have an agent in my office that does great business, um, but one of the things that I find that uh, he's doing is overthinking instead of system like being, putting systems in place if you overthink your newsletter or if you overmanage your sphere and you're doing too much yourself it's a time waster it actually i can say time waster it's probably worth the time you put into it because it's that important but you can be more efficient doing other things and get to that next level uh, the agent i'm talking about does two three hundred thousand a year in business and it's um, you know, and he could be managing it better, so he could get to the next top producer. Well, I'm not going to say that's a top producer, mm-hmm. but get to that next level of mega producer um, by by um, I guess eliminating the micromanaging when it comes to a newsletter and having somebody do it for you. It's not about the quality of the content. It's actually about the system to make sure that it's going out, make sure it's relevant content, and it's good. But you don't have to write it yourself. You don't have to be specific. By the way, your neighborhood up went up 10.6 percent over the industry average of 12.8 uh, percent or 9.8 uh, percent. Therefore, it's you know you, you don't want to get it too far into the to the micromanaging of your sphere.
0: And I'm sure you encounter it all the time, but it seems that when agents are getting to that point where they're trying to increase their business and they're getting busy, it always becomes a time management issue and trying to figure out how much they value their time and where to delegate. It can always be a difficult decision. That's right. Okay, just wanted to let everyone know as well, we're actually gonna be doing a live version of this podcast at Canada Conference in Quebec City uh, in a couple of weeks. So both myself and Aaron will be there along with a, few, a couple of representatives from the Future Leaders Network. We're gonna be talking about the future of real estate. So if you're attending Canada Conference this year, come stop by, check it out. We'll be on, the, I'm not sure what time we're on exactly right now, but we're gonna be in the expo area. So just uh, keep an eye out for that and us on the schedule.
1: And I think, I think next week, we're going to move into the next pillar too of the building the business sort of uh, segment. Yep. And we're going to be continuing
0: this for the next several shows, excluding the Canada Conference show, which is going to be probably right in the middle of all these pillars. Uh, but we're going to be going over several pillars as we go uh, talking about each one. And hopefully by the end of it, you'll have a solid foundation for your building. Is that a good pun? Good analogy? I don't know. Sounds good. (laughs) And if you like the show, you can subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you happen to find your podcasts online. And please, please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites, especially iTunes, because it really does help. So you can watch this and past shows at spotlightcentury 21ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can also email us anytime at podcast at homania.com. That's podcast at H-O-M as in Mary, E-A-N as in Nancy, I-A dot com. So this podcast is brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program, an exclusive marketing package available only to Center 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive marketing, (laughs) comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high quality HDR photography and stunning HD video tours, as well as, oh my gosh, you think I've done this enough times? that I <laughs> See, no two takes. This I guess, is... I guess so. Um, <laughs> as well as an extensive advertising system that will help sell your listings faster, sell for more money, impress your clients and generate leads. Find out why so many clients are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.centra21.ca today. Aaron, thanks again for hosting.
1: Thanks, Linus. Take care.
0: Everybody, thanks for watching. <laughs> Have a great week.